Hey, somehow you found your way to the Paul List. This is a daily comics analysis project, and uh, I do this every day so that um, I can read widely from the world of comics, and I do analysis so that we can try to dig deep. Um, I'm Paul. I'm a literacy researcher. I'm an English teacher, uh, father, and a comics reader. And you can find me and dialogue with me on Twitter at T-W-O-P-L-A-I-2-P-L-I. Um, and you can find and review and share the Paul List on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Um, on Wednesdays, we talk about the wider world of comics. Sometimes it's a comic from somewhere around the world. Sometimes it's a comic from the web. Uh, in this case, it's the latter. And we're talking about Jason Shiga's Demon, which is available on his website at shigabooks.com, S-H-I-G-A books.com, or First Second, uh, soon. Soon to be published from First Second. A Demon is a web comic that um, Jason Shiga started uh, to release on his website uh, to couple years ago in 2014 uh, and it was a you know sort of a posting a, uh, a page a day sort of situation and um, finished of an incredibly long I think it's like 700 some pages story and um, uh, what the, the way that I knew about the book uh, is that I was a, a Patreon supporter found out about it early on and I actually um, had the privilege of sort of, you know, not only supporting Mr. Shiga on Patreon, but also being able to be one of the Patreon supporters who received a copy, uh, a risographed copy of the book as it came out, um, 21 issues collected over that span of, uh, I don't know, two years or so. And um, it's done really well. It won an Ignatz in 2014. Uh, it, uh, it, uh, it's gotten, a, Mr. has gotten a contract to, um, to publish the book, and so starting in September, I believe, the book is coming out from first second. Uh, for now, for today at least, I think you can still find it, at least a portion of it, if not the whole thing, on the web, uh, on his on his website. Um, I think it was really intended initially to be a, um, a web comic. Uh, eventually, he got uh, so much support from Patreon, he was able to kind of devote himself to finishing the, the book. And, and now, uh, Mr. Shiga has just received an artist-in-residence uh, residency <laughs> at Angoulême in France, and so he's he is either there now or headed there now uh, with his family, relocating there to do comics in a um, you know prestigious and cushy <laughs> artist <laughs> residency there. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll talk about Demon in a minute, um, but on Wednesdays I talk about the the sort of new comic book day pull list that uh, from which we derive the title of this podcast. Um, just a pause to just mention that um, I, I've been hearing from different people who've been finding the podcast. Some of them referred um, because of the O Comics podcast, others by, um, you know, just sharing and retweeting and somehow finding me. And uh, if it's sort of your first time here, welcome. Um, this is the um, sort of the, the single voice podcast of a person who uh, loves to read comics and loves to analyze them, loves to think deeply about them. And I got to tell you, today's a book that's going to challenge me. <laughs> and I'll get to why. Uh, it's an unorthodox book for me. But that's actually part of the plan. That's part of the purpose. Um, I'm a, yeah, as I said, I'm a literacy researcher. And, you know, to me, this is kind of an unofficial project, um, an unofficial research project, so to speak, of the experience of, um, reading widely of comics of you know been been a long time comics fan and reader um but to also think and develop um analytical lenses to through which to understand comics and i try to dialogue with comic studies and i try to dialogue with different academic perspectives and theoretical approaches but um you know mainly it's a it's a guy in, a, in his basement with uh 
you know, giant stacks of comics all around him. And, uh, and what I hope for and what makes this richest for me is when I do hear from you. Um, the encouragement is awesome. The, the reviews uh, on iTunes would be great. Um, we have one reviewer so far. <laughs> but, um, but actually, I think what would also be meaningful to me most is if you were to um, reach out to me on Twitter or on uh, Tumblr at thepaulist.tumblr.com, which is kind of, a, you know, the new site that I'm trying to set up to go with these episodes. Um, and, uh, or email me at tuply at gmail.com and, uh, and let me know what you're thinking. Let me know some of your, you know, I, my, my last episode about, um, pretty deadly. I'm a little embarrassed about because I think I released it. I, I always release these things into the wild pretty much unedited besides, um, slapping that music to the beginning. And, um, but I, I hope that the unfinished, um, quality of these podcasts, the unedited and sometimes rambly and sometimes, um, a little bit, you know, I sort of lose track of myself. I hope that that you treat that listener as an invitation that, um, I, I, I guess, dots that I don't connect that you want to help me connect or things that you heard that, you know, set off some thinking in your mind. Uh, I would love to hear from you about what's landing, about what's not landing, where you, where you, you know, thought differently about a text. Um, and it's actually even been nice to hear from sometimes creators themselves to hear where um, my analysis hit the nail on the head and where they were thinking something, you know, quite different. Um, it, and that's, you know, enriches me as a learning process. And hopefully for those who are listening, it enriches you to, to, um, to, to be part of that conversation. Um, yeah. So as a part of the conversation, as kind of a discipline, I take a look at comics that are coming out every Wednesday on New Comic Book Day. I kind of describe my pull list. Um, I've, I've talked before in an earlier episode, kind of near the beginning of this run, I don't know how many people listen to it, about the, the sources that I um, get my comics from. And uh, that's actually, I think, always something that as comics readers and collectors and whatever, we... Um, you know, we had to take into consideration, you know, are we supporting local comic shops? Um, you know, is there a different effect of reading things digitally? Um, does the kind of access that we have because of digital comics or because of web comics or because of um, format, uh, because of the ways that things are collected? Tomorrow I'm going to talk a little bit about Jack Kirby and the New Gods and the whole um, matter of collection and archives and, uh, and, and sort of the history of comics being able to be resurfaced. Um, but do all those things manifestly change our experience of, of, of being re comics readers? Obviously, yes, but <laughs> in what ways do they um, do they manifest? And so that's something of interest to me as we talk. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I have um, my list. I have my stuff that I'm reading. And actually part of me doing this list out loud is also me working out what I want to talk about on the podcast because I do talk about you know a Marvel book and a DC book, uh, even though I, I think I... I I, I don't know. I kind of go, go both ways. You know, there's there's people who are superhero people and mainstream people. There's people who are indie people. There's people who are graphic novel people. And, you know, I, I guess part of the point of the podcast here is, is an attempt to be, you know, all things <laughs> to all people, which we all know is impossible. Um, but... Um, but, uh, you know, I'll try to please some of the people um, some of the time now and, and, and talk about what I'm looking forward to this week. Some of these I'll pick up digitally. Some of these I will um, buy the book, uh, some, the, the issue or the trade. Some I will do more than one of those things. <laughs> um, all right. So um, coming out from DC is Future Quest number four. And originally this was solicited as uh, not being drawn by Doc Shaner. I can't remember who the team was originally, but... Um, 
that that it was solicited with but um but i think steve rude was going to be the artist on this issue turns out doc shaner is on there um i would have taken uh <laughs> either <laughs> uh doc shaner's work has has been um really exciting for me I, I love his art style and um i haven't actually read i have all these future quest issues that have been coming out i actually haven't read it i kind of want to get a chunk of them and, and read through them all together but um partly because i don't know those characters the space ghosts and, and the hanna-barbera characters i don't know them super well but um and so i kind of want to be able to immerse in them i think i read the first issue actually when they came out but um yeah so future quest 4 is out with doc shay and her art um art ops number 11 astro city 38 uh, there's a Gotham Academy annual that I'm going to pick up. And the last issue of the collection of what was a digital first release, The Legend of Wonder Woman um, by Rene de Liz. And um, I think the last time I brought up this book, I forgot Rene de Liz's name and remembered um, the other Matthew de, de, Dylan. Ray Dillon. Ray Dillon's name. Good. And I thought this time it'd be the other way around. But anyway, um, those two have been uh, making a really great Wonder Woman book. Um, there are other great Wonder Woman books at present, uh, but that is one I've enjoyed, The Legend of Wonder Woman. So collected into individual issues, the ninth issue has come out. By the way, it is a thinner week um, because it's the fifth Wednesday. And so things that come out on that kind of routine schedule um, are shifted a little bit. Um, but I think on the Saturday Super Friend, I've been talking about, you know, I've still done a little Superman and I don't know, did I talk about Batman yet? Um, I've been talking about different DC books, but but I, I want to cover Vertigo books in that spot too. And uh, it happens to be a week when two of the books in, from Vertigo that I'm reading, um, Astro City, have been a, has been a standby for me. And um, you know, I've, I've kind of been around that whole run. And then uh, Art Ops is something that I've been reading. So I'll probably talk about one or the other of those. Um, from Black Mask Studios, which has been kind of uh, coming out with one after another intriguing new series. Uh, Kim and Kim is a book that I, I read the first issue of and I picked up at the shop. And the second issue of that is coming out. So if you want to follow that with me, let me know if that's something you'd like for me to talk about. Um, from Boom. There's a trade coming out for America Town, which uh, I think, I don't think I read the whole series, but I read most of it. And it's an interesting premise. Uh, it's about immigration. Uh, uh, I, I don't, can't remember the names of the creators off the top of my head. Um, but uh, uh, I think there's a Latino artist on that. And um, I'm kind of interested in, in reading the whole complete book. Uh, I'm thinking that will be my Tuesday trade paperback, is to talk about um, America Town from Boom. And uh, actually, immigration is one of the things that I study in my research. And so that'll be kind of interesting to look at it through that lens. Um, from Fanographics, Blubber number three, um, you know, a, a Hernandez joint. Uh, the Longest Day of the Future is a book that is also coming out that uh, I'll be checking out. Um, from Image, East of West is, is back and, uh, or actually continuing. I don't think it's back. I think it's we're, we're deep in the throes of an arc. But number nine is, is out. Um, Jupiter Legacy, volume two. Two, number three um, is more Frank Quitely, and if you tell me Frank Quitely is uh, is drawn art, I'm there. Um, Saga is back, is what I meant to say earlier. Issue 37 of Saga is is there. Um, I have an earlier episode, uh, sort of in the beginning of this podcast's run, that I talk about just the previous volume of Saga. Um, so you can catch that if you didn't hear that. Um, Lazarus 24. Um, man, this is a lot of image books that I'm really, really excited about. And Tokyo Ghost 10. Uh, it's, it's, a good, it's a good image week for me. Um, for Marvel, the Black Panther trade, um, Ta-Nehisi Coates and Brian Stelfreeze's series is, uh, is being collected. That first trade is coming out. Um, and I have gotten the individual issues, so I don't know if I, I don't think I 
plan to get that trade, but uh, Miss Marvel number 10. Um, Silver Surfer number 6 is interesting because the last issue they just celebrated sort of uh, the 50th anniversary of Silver Surfer. This issue, Silver Surfer number 6, is actually the 200th issue of Silver Surfer, although, <laughs> you know, this is of course volume, whatever, umpteen volume, <laughs> now that... Um, Marvel's on the yearly reboot cycle, or whatever, re reissue, restart, number one thing. Um, but um, yeah, I, I've um, been a fan, uh, probably not a lot of you are surprised, I've been a fan of the slot in all red Silver Surfer run since the last volume, and, and kind of been reading issue by issue, and the whole sort of Don Greenwood story, the Doctor Who-like Thing that's going on with Silver Surfer is interesting to me, um, and I've always been intrigued by Mike Allred, um, kind of uh, kind of um, hypnotized by his art, and uh, and so I think I'll talk about Silver Surfer Six. It's, it occurs to me that um, if I talk about art ops, which I don't think, which Allred isn't doing anymore, but if I talk about art ops and Silver Surfer, I might uh, kind of hit a an, an all, Mike Allred one too. I don't know. We'll see about that. Um, I'm also going to be read, reading Spider-Man 7. That is the uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. I think Amazing Spider-Man, um, I forget what number is coming out to, and, I, and I'll, I'll pick that up in some form or another. And uh, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen number 11. So that's my Marvel list. Um, Valiant's Bloodshot Reborn number 16 is out, and I like that one. Um, you know, listeners know that I'm a, I'm a big Lemire fan, so I'll be there for that. So that's my pull list. Um, and kind of looking at it now, I think that I, um, I'm going to um, talk about Kirby, Kirby New God's Artist Edition from IDW tomorrow. That'll be my Thursday throwback. The Friday Family Graphic Novel, I've decided I'm going to talk about Sunny Side Up um, by Matthew and Jennifer Holm. And that's a graphic novel that came out last year, actually, from graphics. Um, but it's one that I, um, I think for certain sort of personal, timely reasons, I really am excited to talk about. So if you uh, listen to those episodes because you like to think about what comics are great to read with your kids, um, Sunny Side Up is a good one. The Saturday Smaller Press book uh, that I've decided to talk about is Kevin Budnick's Handbook. Um, it was nominated for, uh, Budnick was nominated for an Ignatz this year for Promising New Talent. Um, whether or not he wins will be announced at SPX uh, on September 17th, which is exciting, rooting for him. Uh, also rooting for Tilly Walden was in that category. But um, his book, Handbook, um, is available from his website. So if you want to pick it up before Saturday so that you can listen to the conversation about it, we'll talk about that book on the Saturday Smaller Press. Um, I believe self-published. I'm, I'm not sure if there's a publisher from Handbook. But um, yeah, uh, The Sunday Super Friend. As I said, probably Art Ops or Astro City. Um, Monday Marvel will talk about Silver Surfer number six. And Tuesday Trade will be America Town. So that's kind of what I got uh, slotted, slated, sl slated with Dan Slot, so slotted, <laughs> into the next week or so of the Paul list. Uh, yeah. When I make jokes like that, you must ask yourself, why am I listening to this crazy guy? Well, uh, one reason I was thinking maybe is, is for me to talk about Demon. So let me talk about Demon. Uh, Demon is a book, is a comic, um, as I said, like 700-ish pages, uh, about a man named Jimmy who rents a motel room and tries to kill himself. And uh, even though he um, is exacting and careful, which is part of... Uh, what he is as an actuary, <laughs> he uh, he he fails to kill himself because he he wakes up and finds himself alive and uh, very much alive and in bed, uh, and then he tries to kill himself again, and uh, once again wakes up and finds himself again alive and in the bed of the motel room, and what he 
comes to discover about himself is that he just can't seem to kill himself. It seems like every time in every way that he tries to take his own life, he starts by hanging himself, then he slits his wrist, then he finds a gun and shoots himself in the head. He keeps waking up alive. And he soon figures out, and this is a spoiler for the first of the 21 issues of this of this book, uh, although, so, so you know, it's kind of giving up on, only a little bit away, um, but it's, it's basically the premise of the book. He soon figures out that he's not it's not that he's awakening from the dead, but it's that he's a demon. Uh, and what that means is that his when he dies, his soul or whatever is transported to whichever person is nearest in proximity to him. And so what's actually happening is that he is he is indeed successfully killing himself, but his spirit or his soul or whatever <laughs> is transported to the body of the person in the neighboring motel room. And every time he dies, his spirit moves on to the person that's closest to him. That's the premise of the book. Um, if I describe that premise and you're imagining a sort of horrific looking book, you need to think again. <laughs> you need to go to shigabooks.com and you need to see the artist and the artistic style that is Jason Shiga. Because Jason Shiga draws uh, basically circles, <laughs> pudgy characters, cartoony characters with big circle eyes and big circle heads as Jimmy is. Uh, Jimmy looks a lot like actually the protagonist of many Jason Shiga books, all of whom, uh, many of whom look like they could be the very same person with a different hairstyle. <laughs> it's an ultra cartoony style, which is really good because if it wasn't, I think I'd have a really hard time swallowing this book because in terms of the story and the premise and what happens, it's pretty grim. Uh, faced with the situation of being a demon, you know, he confronts two questions. First, uh, you know, actually we confront two questions. The first is, why is he trying to kill himself? What happened to this guy? What's his backstory? And actually that question is interesting on a number of personal and moral lessons, uh, sorry, personal and moral levels, but actually gets answered pretty quickly. The second question is logistical, which is, how is he going to get away? You know, it seems like with the ability to jump to another body, it, uh, he, it'd be easy for him to get away scot-free, but then he leaves this trail of dead people behind him as he jumps from one body to another. And it turns out that there's someone in law enforcement who knows about his ability and is after him. And so what ensues is this sort of long uh, cat and mouse story. And as I said, the first question of why he's trying to kill himself and what the background is of this of this person gets answered pretty quickly. But the second one, the logistical one, is the obsession of this, you know, long-running story. And so if you get the sense from this premise that I've just described that demon's pretty messed up, uh, it is indeed. <laughs> um, how I came to this book is that... Um, I had heard of Jason Shiga. I haven't. I hadn't read his books before, but I'd seen them on shelves, and uh, and then I heard a sort of endorsement from um, Jean Luen Yang, who um, you know, uh, people who know me know I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, and uh, he mentioned in a in an interview um, that uh, that was a comic that he was reading and he'd read ahead on, and he gave ample warning to people like me, you know, one of the things that besides our, you know, sort of cultural affinities, and we're both Berkeley folks and stuff like that. Actually, Jason Shiga, also a Berkeley guy, um, lived in Oakland. Uh, but but uh, among the affinities that that uh, that I share with um, Jin Luen Yang is, is, is sort of his, his 
um, Catholic faith, sort of a progressive Catholic faith. And I, <laughs> I'm not Catholic, um, but um, I think that that kind of faith is interesting to me. But um, so uh, I think Mr. Yang gave me adequate warning that this is a book that is, uh, to put it in polite terms, messed up. Uh, and yet there's something so intriguing about what Jason Shiga did. I, you know, hunted down some of his other books including a book called Book Hunter, uh, but also Meanwhile and Empire State, and they um, they were so interesting, and I'll talk a little bit about why in a second. But uh, So I, I, I jumped on Patreon, I supported Demon through most of the whole campaign. I got sort of got these uh, risograph books, you know, faithfully mailed to me, you know, about once a month I would get this envelope um, mailed to me from Oakland, which is, you know, about five minutes away. Um, and as the book went on, and as I was reading, I began to ask myself, what is this book that I'm reading? You know, what is this story that I'm supporting? And, uh, you know, I, I, I sort of can conclusively say, I wouldn't be talking about it here if I, if I didn't have reasons to uh, offer my ringing endorsement. But, um, you know, Shiga's previous works, uh, you know, Empire State, very sort of uh, slice of life and um, kind of thing you expect from an indie comic, sort of lost love, um, lovable loser kind of thing. Uh, Book Hunter, similar, a um, lot, of, lot of Oakland in these books, a lot of Bay Area, which, you know, I got much love for. Um, but uh, in, in a lot of his other books, uh, and, and many of which I saw, including Meanwhile, which was published by Abrams, but um, many of these books that he's that Jason Shiga has created, I actually saw when I met him at the Alternative Press Expo that we have here in the Bay Area. And, uh, and he is a remarkable innovator with the um, material form of comics. Actually, I don't even know if they're comics. They're they're pushing the boundaries of what is comics. He kind of he um, has this way of constructing like an engineer um, different kinds of comics with all kinds of tricks of paper. You know, things that fold in weird directions, or you turn the top half of the page and the story can kind of change depending on that. Meanwhile, is a kind of almost choose your own adventure comic. If you've ever seen it in a book on a bookshelf, it's kind of interesting. There's like a million tabs coming out of the side, and you follow the tabs in these little lines that take you from one place to another, and wherever you go, whatever decision you make ultimately wind up um, you know resulting in a different narrative and uh, Jason Chi when you meet him in person is a hilarious hilarious guy he has a very dry wit he's sort of awkward but totally brilliant like you know you can kind of see he's obviously a mad genius and um, and you know kind of unsurprising when you meet him and when you think about the the engineering that's in his book that is in his books and and how much they're engineered but they're they're very speculative you know uh unsurprising that you find out that he's he's actually a mathematician he studied math in berkeley um and in fact um a little bit more about his background is that um, he was part of a uh, little sort of art night crew that uh, a bunch of cartoonists who would get together um <clears throat> every week for a a period of years that included gene yang uh also Derek kirk kim also um uh, Lark Pian and uh, you know a few others. I'm leaving on a few. Oh, Jesse Ham, who um, I've mentioned before on this podcast, and uh, Jason Chiga, I think, joined that crew on occasion or for part of that time. And he was definitely described as the quirky experimentalist of the group. Um, and you know, for all of his comics experiments, he's he's done really well. He got he earned a, a Zurich Grant, um, Eisner nominations, Harvey nominations, Ignatz nominations, and now um, now. Uh, an Ignatz and an artist in residence at Angoulême. Uh, and I think what he's doing, what Jace, Jason Shiga does, is he pushes the boundaries of the 
of the medium, uh, of the format, um, of you know what it means for us to hold an experience and to walk through, uh, read through a comic book, a narrative, um, and even Demon, uh, which is pretty straightforward, um, you know, sort of two-color risographed <laughs> comic book uh, posted on the web, page a, t- a day, uh, fairly straightforward in the way that it looks. Um, yet there's something in the narrative that's so innovative that um, it attracted the attention of First Second, who's now uh, picked it up and, and, and publishing it and going to be releasing it in three volumes, I think, over the course of the year. Now, all that context gives you a kind of a sense of why this sort of messed up book isn't so much like a horror comic. It's actually, you know, incredibly smart. You know, there, there is a bit of soul at the center, uh, mainly in a relationship that I, I don't want to sort of spoil and disclose. But, but actually, basically, the whole book is a logistical challenge. You know, uh, it reminds me of um, of uh, hearing about Chester Gould writing Dick Tracy and how he would, you know, concoct these elaborate, um, you know, plots that the villain would create a death trap for, for Tracy. And he'd have to sort of, he, he would always try to write himself into a, uh, you know, a, a way of killing Tracy um, apart from shooting him in the head, which would be too obvious. But, you know, some kind of death trap that he would have to find some way to evade um, and I think in the same way, uh, Shiga is sort of setting up for himself or for his character, Jimmy, you know, okay, so these are the parameters, you know, <laughs> you, you can take your own life and, uh, or somebody can kill you. When that happens, you jump to the person who is nearest to you. So how do you strategically place yourself so that the person that you jump to is, uh, you know, you know, the, the, the one that you want to, in order to, you know, evade capture. And these are kind of the parameters that allow him to accomplish these goals in order to survive. And, and then that becomes really the story. And sometimes it's literally, you know, mathematical, you know, it's like, which lives should I take? Where do I stand in the room so that I can take maximum advantage of, of this demon power? And in the course of it, you know, I, 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 there's a body count that's just utterly ridiculous. And it's helped by the fact that um, they're all sort of the same. Jason Shiga kind of draws in, you know, just circles, you know, one guy is basically a circle head with two circle eyes, another one's a square head with two circle eyes and a goatee or something. <laughs> um, and and so there's, everything is sort of pared down visually to be utterly the simplest cartooning. But I think that's, um, one, that's a style, but two, it's it kind of strips all of it down to the basic storytelling problem, you know, the, the almost like Boolean equation of like, how are we going to get out of this? Um, and if you've listened to this podcast, then you probably have a sense that all of this sensibility is pretty opposite of me. You know, I am a Berkeley English major, not a math major. Um, I'm pretty like, you know, whatever, uh, get on a high horse about violence and talk, like to talk about lyricism, stuff, stuff like that. Um, but but um, Shiga uh, is sort of brilliantly uh, every, you know, pers- maybe personality type or or brain type or whatever that I'm not. And that is part of why I have had so much fun and it's been such a fascination for me to support and follow and read this book as it's unfolded. And yeah, there are parts that do ultimately wind up um, appealing to the affect. Um, But, uh, you know, as an example, you might hear some stuff flipping. I'm flipping through all these, you know, sort of, um, uh, you know, mini comic size 
not quite many, but um, many comic size risograph books that um, you know us Patreon supporters were lucky enough to get. And at the back of them, he's got some typed back matter with his thoughts. He, he has one that's called "Some Thoughts on Autobio Comics," and this is just so Jason Shiga. He he says, you know, recently I've been down on on autobio and diary comics. He was an Ignatz judge, and he had to read a million of them. Sometimes uh, books like Raina Telgemeier's Smile or Genevieve Castries susceptible will knock it out of the park but usually um you know he's not that into them uh he says one way i like to read them is from an anthropological point of view for example wouldn't it be cool if there was a diary comic from ancient rome there's no contest i'd prefer to read the crappiest autobio comic by the most boring ancient roman ever than some clash of the titans comic by the most awesome cartoonist of his day <laughs> and he talks about finding his own diary from fifth grade and the sort of boring story that he had written, but, um, but also, but then taking a break and writing about a fight that his friends got into and wishing that he knew more and remembered more about that. And, uh, and then he kind of ruminates and I just want to read this paragraph because it's just so, again, so Jason Shiga, does this mean you can expect an autobio comic from me in the future? Maybe it does. I always thought it would be fun to write a massive 700 page tome like Tatsumi's A Drifting Life. But like him, I'd want to make sure I wrote it at the end of my life, so I know what age was the most exciting, but not so close to the end that I die before finishing. I probably won't want to get started anytime sooner than my 70s, so at the earliest, you can expect a release date of 2050 or so. I know it's a long time to wait, but if you eat right and exercise, hopefully you'll get to read it. <laughs> That's just... That's uh, uh, brilliant, man. That is Jason Shiga in a nutshell. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know... I'm not going to sit here and uh, philosophize about you know the the um, the logic of calculation or something or or call him the Bertrand Russell of comics or something ridiculous like that. I just think that um, there's um, something that's immensely fun and also really interesting, um, like a, a a satisfying math problem about reading um, Jason Shiga's books. And uh, while you can, I encourage you to catch Demon, um, even if you do end up reading it on the web. Uh, if you like it, I encourage you to pick it up from first second when it's out soon. Um, and follow Jason Shiga, because he's a fascinating creator. Um, does, does something very, very different. And um, yeah, and uh, I, I wish him the best out there in Angoulême. And uh, so this has been The Paul List. And uh, tomorrow, join me to talk about Jack Kirby. We just celebrated Jack Kirby Day uh, a few days ago. So uh, we'll be talking about the artist edition of New Gods. And, uh, and that's it. Thanks for joining and keep reading. <laughs>